where it's at. I got two Dan tables and a microphone. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Pizza and Cheese Talk with Mark Pearson and Dan Hornstein. Hell yeah, Mark Pearson shitting it up on the toilet and in the boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. No, this is this is where it's at. We were just talking about pizza and our best pizza experiences while getting our vocal cords warmed up for this uh, stellar, phenomenal show we're bringing for you. For right this now. marathon that we're gonna. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I got a lot to say. We today. figured. We, we figured we would put a, uh, a lot of talk about a lot of heavy foods to make us feel tired and calm us down. No, but this, is a, <laughs> this isn't a, a show about pizza, although I would love to do a podcast about pizza. I would totally do a podcast about food, just being honest with you. But um, this is a podcast about music, and Dan and I each pick a couple of albums. We review them. Then we do what we call our first impressions. We just go through an album once or twice and give our first impression of them. And yeah, that's what we do. For this podcast, we give our opinions. Uh, we make people cry who don't like our opinions, and we find it kind of humorous and fun. Uh, you know, I think we've lost all the two listeners that we've had when Fuck, we said we did we? Like star set. No, I'm oh, kidding. Oh, the two star setters? <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, Whatever. No, I, yeah. I do have two things that I want to say really quickly, if you don't mind. And one of them is there is... Uh, when you talked about pizza, I just started me thinking, like, is there a way to marry together pizza and music in a podcast? And then it immediately Ooh. reminded me of Macaulay Culkin's band, The Pizza Underground. Did you ever hear them? <laughs> no, I didn't. Where all they did was covers of The Velvet Underground, but they changed the lyrics to pizzas. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> and he was... He, <laughs> I think he was doing a, a little, you know, tongue-in-cheek with it, yeah. but uh, I think that's fantastic. And then the other thing that I, I wanted to say real quick before we get into anything today is um, I I, I want to get this out early just uh-huh. in case you had this in your head that this was something that you wanted to do, and I'm going to put my foot down and tell you that, Mark, I love you to death. Whatever you choose for us to review for the next episode after today uh-huh. I refuse to listen to the new Limp Biscuit record that just came out. I was going to say it's called Limp Biscuit Still Sucks, and I felt offended just by the fact that it was released. Yeah. Like, where's cancel culture now when you need it? <laughs> Dude, I'm hundred percent serious. There should that's be really funny. Like, the, everyone can get on board with that. Let's cancel yeah. Limp Biscuit. It's terrible. Oh, that's so funny. I, I don't even that. need to listen to it. I know it's terrible. It's Limp Biscuit. Thank you, right? Like, why? I, I only know one person that's going to listen to it, and that's my best friend Juan. Juan. And he's probably going to come at me and say how great it is. And I'm going to tell him, look, enjoy it all you want because I know it sucks. It will only <laughs> ever be it, it, the best. A Limp Biscuit record could ever do is like three fifths of its potential. Yes, <laughs> because you still have to account for uh, Fred Durst. Fred Durst, and what's the other guy? The fucking DJ, West Borland. Oh, not the no, not West Borland. West Borland's kind of creative. Like he he does some neat stuff, and I've heard some other stuff that he's done, or found somebody sent me some interviews, or or uh, mm. like things where he's played guitar and done some other stuff, and I'm going, that's that's cool. I get it. Um, Quit Limp Biscuit. <laughs> then we'll talk. Yeah. But as long as you're doing that, and I mean, I get it. Like he's, you know, it's like, I, I can talk shit all day, but at the end of the, 
you know, when it's when it's all said and done and the dust clears, um, they're gonna make money off of this fucking thing. They're having oh, this yeah. weird resurgence. So I'm the asshole. <laughs> you know? I don't like, I'll be the asshole and I'll keep saying it sucks because it's it's gonna be I don't even need to listen to it. I know it's bad. Yeah. I know it's just awful and bad. But anyways, yeah, there's no way we're reviewing that. I'll I'll take a bullet to the brain before I review that album. Um, thank you for... I'm just glad we could clear the air <laughs> and make sure that we're both on the same page. <laughs> oh, we're definitely both on the same page. So... Uh, but I am going to review that new coal chamber. No. Duh! <laughs> so for um, first impressions this week, what'd you pick? Okay. First impressions this week, I went with a theme and my theme for the week was music to me that has almost like a folk element to it, Uh but does it in a very different way. And so my first impression is a band called Low and their album that we listen to is called Hey What? Mm -hmm. And I think you have to say it like that, like, Hey What? Low is an indie rock band. They're from Duluth, Minnesota. They've been around since the 90s. It's primarily two people, Alan Sparhawk and Mimi Parker, who I believe are married. And they pioneer a genre that's often referred to, according to Wikipedia, as slowcore, which makes a little sense, I guess. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But what I what I like about this record in particular, this to me, the best way- Is the slowcore porn at the end? There's not, I, unless I missed that. Was there a hidden track that I wasn't privy to? No, it okay. just, my brain went there and I had to say it. <laughs> Did you know there's porno on Reddit? Like, <laughs> I haven't left my house in six weeks. I, uh, I would describe this as industrial folk music. That's a pretty good description of it. Yeah. And it's a really, what I think they do is, is that I like about this record is a pretty creative use of like different textures, like the, the, the industrial side of it, the back, the noise aspect mm-hmm. of it feels very textured. It's got a, a almost tangible kind of quality to it, either through the circuits yeah. that they're using, but, but it feels sandpapery throughout. And then on top of that, there's layers of different ambiance going on. And then primarily they have this singing style that to me is rooted in Kentucky bluegrass in a lot of ways where it's very harmony driven. Like you could take their vocal melodies and do a traditional bluegrass band backing this and it would be something from Oh Brother Where Art Thou, for example. It could be on that soundtrack and live very nicely. And so you got these two things that are very different and they're now juxtaposed together and I feel like for me, this kind of works. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's, there's a, the things that I wrote down is they do a good job of playing with the dynamics. This is a great headphones record. Mm-hmm. Not one. I listen to it in the car. I listen to it on headphones, headphones all the way. This is a good, like I'm about to go to sleep, but I got an hour and I just want to lay there and listen to a record and not have to pay any attention to anything else and just kind of get in the mood with stuff, which is, one of my favorite ways to listen to records. And I loved this. I love that they play with the different dynamics. There will be parts in different songs where there'll be a change from something that's like heavily reverbed to very dry. And then they'll go into and do something else. They, they, 
do such a good job with uh, volume changes, changing the ambiance, adding different noises throughout. And what that does for me as a listener is um, it takes something that I feel like could get pretty old pretty quick and keeps it a little fresh as I'm listening to right. it. Um, this isn't something that I think I would go into a lot. But I really like this one record to the point where I went and listened to some of their older stuff. And I can say that the older stuff isn't as good as this. I, I think this is probably their best one yet, just based on my experience. And that's kind of mm-hmm. cool for a band that's been around this long. Um, what did you think? I I had no idea what to think about this. So I was pleasantly surprised. I felt like the first five or six tracks were really strong. It it took me like a, f- I listened through it twice because I was like, I'm giving this a first impression. And then I was like, I want to go back and listen to this again. First half of the album is really good, really enjoyable. It kind of is this chill. To me, it's like chill industrial. Yeah. So it's blending two things. I, I like a lot of good chill music. I mean, I have like 20 hours of chill music on my chill playlist. It's insane. And it just keeps growing every day. And a, uh, And then I like industrial music too. But it was this interesting combination of the two that I was like, I'm kind of grooving, but I'm kind of chilling. I don't know what to do. And it was a really cool concept. The latter half of it wasn't really my favorite, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. Like overall, I thought it was good. It's not something I would listen to a lot, but I saved it onto my Apple music because I was like, I will listen to this again. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that after around like track six days like these, um, track seven through 10, you really kind of hit a little more of a lull, um, right. but it's mixed really well. The, the, you know, the order of the songs is done. Um, yeah, I loved, uh, tracks like disappearing. Thought that was a good mm-hmm. standout track. I loved the opener. Mm-hmm. White horses. White was horses is probably my favorite. Totally cool. The song. Hey, reminded me of Moby. Why? For some reason. I think it's cause it had this like repetitive, like, Hey. Hey, like okay, just, okay. And I was yeah, like, that's that's a it. very Moby-esque kind of thing to do, just to, to have yeah. that one repeating note throughout. It was the only thing about it, but it reminded me. And I also enjoyed, in the back half of the album, um, actually, no, it was that last song, Days Like These, track six. So yeah, track seven through 10, you know, are just a, a little less for me, but they're still good. They're still enjoyable. I gave this three and a half beards. Uh, I think that it is... Really, I'm I'm so happy that I just kind of stumbled upon this. I forgot where I heard about it. I think it's um, from Anthony Anthony Fantano because I like watching his reviews, and I think he reviewed mm-hmm. this and was describing it. And based on how he was describing it, I went, "Yeah, that's something I want to check out." So three and a half beards for me. What did you think? Three beards. I felt like I wanted to give it four, but then I was like, because it, it's good, it's better than average but it's not something I'll listen to all the time. So I wanted to give it what I felt like was fair. So I was like, I'll give it three beards. Heck yeah. Um, I will come listen to it again, but it's not something I'm going to listen to regularly. This one stayed in my playlist for a little while and and it it grew on me. It grew on me too. It grew on me. So I have a feeling it's going to be something that when I go back to it, maybe what, two, three times a year, if that, right. You know, and listen to it or, or just kind of rediscover it. Maybe like a year down the road before I listen to it again, I have a feeling that when I put it on again, I'm going to go, Oh, this is nice. Yeah. And I like that. I, I think I will too. So for my first impression, I picked the new album from Coldplay music of the spheres, which 
I have so when Coldplay first came out, I didn't care. Their their first album, I was like, blech. and then what X and Y came out, and I didn't get into X and Y all that much. And then Viva La Vida came out, and then Milo Zaloto, you know. And so then I liked those, but then Coldplay for the last couple of years, it's been it's been okay. Yeah. So this one, I I didn't have very high expectations. Okay. Because I didn't want to get my whole, because with their last album, I forget what it was called now. Um, this shows you how much I listened to it. <laughs> how memorable it was. <laughs> how memorable it was to me. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of, you know, expectations for it because I feel like to a certain extent, Coldplay's done. They've done their thing. Yeah. They, not that I don't like them. They have some great music. They have some epic music. Like fix you is one of the greatest songs ever written. In Mm -hmm. my opinion, it is fantastic on so many levels. It is just a phenomenal song. I get chills just thinking about it. I'm getting chills right now. Just thinking about the melody in my head. It's such a good song, but I was like, okay, temper your expectations because if you get them way up high, you're probably going to be disappointed. So this wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was a little better than average. Higher Power, the single, not my favorite. It was okay. We reviewed that a few weeks ago mm-hmm. or maybe a couple months ago. Um, Humankind, it was okay. Somebody Let Go with Selena Gomez. It, it was not bad. People of the Pride, I like the groove of it a lot. It's kind of got this darker groove. It was nice to see Coldplay to doing something a little bit different than what you're used to them doing. Instead of all the high falsetto melodies, they're getting a little bit more dirty, grimy feeling music, which was a nice, fun change. Uh, mm-hmm. Beautiful. I liked a lot too. And then my universe and Coloratura, they're okay. Overall, honest opinion, I'm giving this two and a half beards. It's not good. It's not bad. It's very average. I I felt like I did the right thing by not getting my expectations up. It wasn't garbage. There's like two or three good songs on there that I'll listen to again. But what do you think, Dan? I think it was hot garbage. (laughs) Thought you might. (laughs) Okay. Knowing me, what do you think I would? I'm just curious. What do you think I'm going to say? I, I would think I would think when I was listening to it, I was like, he's probably going to be like, this is too poppy. This is too much. Like, catering to what the masses want. That is correct. There's not a whole lot of originality in this. It's very bland and very blase. That's kind of what I thought you would think about this. That is that is very close. I have a lot of thoughts, okay? If you're ready, I, I, I <laughs> oh, wrote yeah. these down Let's as go I was it. going through. This record frustrated me Ooh. at several different points throughout. I got actively annoyed. And uh-huh. in order... This is this is kind of how it went for me. Okay, so there's the intro, which I guess mm-hmm. is uh, just a little icon, and I thought, yeah. okay, that's nice. I like that as a lead into Higher Power. Um, but by the time Higher Power was done, I had an epiphany, or maybe yeah. it was Higher yeah. Power in the next one. But I had an epiphany while listening to this record that um, I realized that Coldplay has become the standard band to rip off for worship music. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's a hundred percent true. 
It's 100% true. And it kind of ruined the whole experience for me because I was like, I even wrote down, why would I pay money to see Coldplay in concert when I could just go to church? Uh, I, 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 I'm, (laughs) that's funny. I would have loved to have seen Coldplay probably like five or seven years ago. Yeah. When I really was into their music, but now it's just 2015 when it's the adventure of a lifetime. That was like the last song I've always been. Coldplay's always been a band for me that I've always said, okay, if they do a greatest hits, I'll just listen to that. Cause I've only ever liked one or two songs on each record to begin with. I've never had a Mm -hmm. full album from Coldplay where I go, wow, that's a great record. Start to finish. So, Keep keeping on, okay. I I liked. I I kind of talked. I thought about it. Okay, so in terms of the the three stages of Coldplay, there's early right. Coldplay, which was all melodramatic, which I didn't like. Right. There's like middle Coldplay, which is like fix you and yeah. Um. Uh. Was it the the one you just talked about, La Vida? Viva La Vida. Thank you, Viva La Vida. Great song. Yeah. Um. Love that. I like middle Coldplay the most. Out of, out of the three phases of Coldplay. Current pop Coldplay, I like that they're trying it. You know, kudos. It just, I, it wears so thin for me throughout it. I do, however, I like some of the electronic influence on this record, like on Humankind, mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. I thought the heart song segues well into People of the Pride. I wrote People of the Pride is a good song, but there's a zillion songs that sound like People of the Pride. It's Muse true. And the whole it. time- White Stripes every, did it. Black yes. Keys did it. Yes, every time I listen to it, I'm thinking in the back of my head, who else wrote this riff five years ago? Yeah. And it, it, it bothers me when I listen to it. I'm like, this is good, but this, exactly. I'm like, White Stripes and Muse, it sounds like something else. And then I got really mad again because I, <laughs> I had this other epiphany where I just wrote, Coldplay is millennial Phil Collins. Ah! <laughs> yep. And then... Uh... <laughs> And I'm going to quote this because I thought this was so good. I went back and I listened to, uh, I watched Anthony Fantano's review of this record, which was almost as scathing as mine. And he he said this one statement and I rewound the YouTube video and I wrote this down as a quote because I thought this sums it up so perfectly. Okay. And then I have one more piece after this. He wrote, he says, this record sounds like you two and Phil Collins being paid a Pentagon sized budget worth of money to make a Disney IMAX soundtrack with a bunch of Swedish music producers. Wow. That's very accurate. Nailed it. I was like, (laughs) holy shit. I couldn't have said it any better. (laughs) And then the last thing (laughs) that really pissed me off about this record is coloratura. Why is that? Because it was probably my least favorite song. That song I thought was very cool and different. And I thought... So why did it piss you off? Why couldn't they do that for the whole album? True. Why it not was- try... If you're going to make an album, and I read about it a little bit in uh, in Apple Music thing, and they talked about like, oh, how this is, this is inspired by the cosmos. You get one song that sounds like it's from the cosmos and it's Coloratura. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and I was like, I, it pisses me off because it shows that they're capable of some really creative chances that they could take, right. but they're taking the easy way out to market to more people. I bet they yeah. all hate themselves. Yeah. Is what I, I, I they, for the last couple of Coldplay releases, it has, in my opinion, it has become 
what is going to get us the most airplay and what is going to get the most, whoever's producing it yeah. is like, no, we're doing this because this will get us the most streams. This gets us the most clicks. This is going to sell the most tickets, blah, 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 blah. Like Coldplay was better when they were just doing whatever they felt like doing. It was more unique. It was more them. It was more interesting. This is, that's what I would call like Milo Zyloto and uh, Viva La Vida mm-hmm. and even Fix You. Like I said, X and Y, it's a good album, but not my favorite of the other two. And it, those were interesting. They were enjoyable to listen to. Yeah. There's like an arc to the albums. I'm like, oh, okay, I want to hear more. This is just, okay. What's next? I'm the whole time. I'm frequently tempted to skip to the next track. Yeah. Let's see what else is on here. And I, I mean, so that was kind of a disappointment. Yeah, I feel like the Coloratura was it. It was at least interesting. It was different than everything you know? else, and it had enough like cool stuff that they were doing sparse and and musically, it had enough things in it to where like towards the end of that track, and I went, oh. Do that. Do more yeah. of that. Like, just take the chance. Go out on a limb. So, one and a half beards uh, for me okay. on Fair. this one. Fair. I. It's. I think they've fallen. They've fallen into like the whole Taylor Swift thing. Oh, I. I, I can make more money doing pop. Probably. Yeah. There's there's a lot of artists that do that. They they create this big following. They become very successful. They're great musicians, and they're like, "How can we become more popular? Let's just sell out and go pop." Yeah, hard and it's and I mean, hard to say no to money. Shit, I'd sell out in a heartbeat. I, I I for me, I'm like I I don't blame them, but at the same time, as like someone who enjoys the music, I'm just like, Ugh. <laughs> like now I don't enjoy it anymore. It sucks now. Yeah, but it is what it is. So for your full album review what did you pick okay so keeping on with my theme of kind of like folk music and country influenced new styles i chose an album by the band greet death and the record is called new hell uh which sounds way more metal than it actually is and i thought that was just what we all call league city Oh, that's Dickinson. You're uh, you're just you're one town off, real close. Just one hop, skip, and a jump away. Yeah, once you get past like the next exit over from me, then yeah. yeah it's, um, actually, that'd be old hell because I think it was an older town. But yikes! Yeah, um, they have mommy daughter dances at the strip club. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> greet death is a shoegazing band. Also, I'm, I'm pulling mm-hmm. up their Wikipedia also defined as slow core. Interesting in so Wikipedia. Both- and I didn't, I didn't look that up. I didn't notice that until just now. Um, this is their second record. Their first record was called Dixieland. They're a band from Flint, Michigan. It is, uh, two guitar players who also trade vocals, bass and drums, just kind of a, uh, you know, normal, normal band setup. Um, Let's start with the the good of this record. This one caught me by surprise. I knew zero about this band and I don't remember how I found it. I think it was, mm-hmm. I was listening to something similar. Like there's a band I like called Oh Brother that I was listening to their new record and it was probably under similar artist recommendations in Apple that I found this. So I just kind of turned it on and I went, okay, you know, um, mm-hmm. 
first song, Circles of Hell, it's okay. It's not the strongest way to start a record. But the second track, Do You Feel Nothing? I thought, oh, this is interesting. And the guy's got a really unique voice. Um, I don't know who's who. It's it's There's Logan and there's Samuel, and I don't know who's singing what. Um, but one of them has a really unique voice that reminded me of like Billy Corgan in his heyday. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the old, think like Disarm, Billy Corgan, where he's almost almost uh, breathy in his kind of style of singing. And what I liked is the marriage of an almost country Western style of writing melodies, mm-hmm. again, set against this heavy alternative rock. And what it reminded me of the whole record throughout was like, okay, you remember Nirvana Unplugged, Where Do Bad yep. Folks Go When They Die? And yep. uh, My Girl, Where Did You Sleep Last Night? It was that spirit of that kind of songs coming in in an alternative way in a very well-produced record. I thought, again, this is a good headphones record. It sounds huge. When it kicks in and there's full distortion and the drums are going on, I thought the drums sound especially good. The guitars sound great. The I like that the vocals are somewhat slightly buried, you know, in, in traditional shoegaze style. It really gives it a good feel. It sounds great on headphones. Um, and there's not a lot on this record that I did not like. Um, I, I did write down, I think the back half of the record is better than the front half of the record. It's not the strongest start, but it's a very good mm-hmm. finish to me. Um, the song Strain, I thought was great. Uh, the bass sounds incredible on that one. There's there's even like hints of doom metal that creep into yeah, the back half of the record. Subtle hints of that. Yeah, like a little bit of drone, a little bit of doom and stuff like that. And um, even though it probably goes on a little too long. I, I found myself really, really getting into that title track, new hell and having that be the closer to the record being, I think my favorite moment of this. And what it reminded me of was alien by Bush from 16 stone Mm -hmm. in terms of just a slow build. But when it's on and they just, they know like, Oh, we got a good groove here. We're just going to ride it out. And it's and like, next thing you know, it's been like three minutes and you're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. That was fun. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, and it ends up being like a nine minute song, but I really, I, this band caught me by surprise. And so I thought, I thought it a really good complimentary piece to the low record in terms of that, they're, they're, they're sisterhood, uh, to each other. They're kind of kindred spirits as far as records goes. Um, I, man, yeah, I just, I really dug this album and, um, I'm eager to see what, what else they have. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to follow this band. What about you? So I was pleasantly surprised because I saw it said alternative. So half the time when you pick something and the tag on it in Apple music says alternative, it's noise. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, I was like preparing myself for that. It's like alternative, like, alternative. Oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> this is like nineties alternative. Yeah. And it, it took me back to like 1993 through 1997. I really felt like I was transported back in time mm-hmm. to when I was a teenager. And I was like, this is Nirvana. This is Bush. This is elements of Creed, even though I friggin' hate Creed. And I was, but it was like done so well. Hey, if we're being real, we all liked that first Creed record. I didn't. When my own prison came out, we all loved it. We quickly learned that we were wrong. (laughs) But for a moment in time, Creed was a promising 
upstart. We're <laughs> <laughs> going, okay, this, uh, tell me more about this creed. This and then creed. they were like, yes. well, here's human clay. And we're like, oh, fuck that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> go back and listen to my orgy records. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was, every, the more and more I listened to this, the more and more it just sent me back to, it was like a pleasant trip back to where you grew up or yeah. something like that is what it felt like. It felt like going back to something familiar yet youthful and fun. And I know that's probably just because we grew up in those days. I mean, we're the same age, so it back to the nineties. And so we both feel it. Other people might not, but just from a musical standpoint, if you don't have that reaction, listening to this, this is quality music. This is good music. Like it, I think it's reflected in, I don't, follow lyrics a lot, but you know, the, the bits and pieces I heard from the lyrics team to talk a little bit about some of that stuff too. You know, mm-hmm. there's the new hell as we talks about, we drove back from Houston late at night yeah. and, and yeah, the, to your point, And I don't think I realized this until you just now, but like it, it, this is, I would lo- in high school love to listen to this record in my friend's car riding around just smoking weed and we would drive around. That's what we would do on Friday nights. I had a very weird group of friends. We would like, when there was no parties to be had yeah. or nothing to go do, we would just drive around and listen to music and get like really stoned and have a blast just talking about music and listening to music. And that was some of the most fun I had in high school was doing just that. And this would be a record that I would do that to in high school. And I would just be yeah. incredibly passionate about it. Yeah. This would be like me and my buddy getting in like one of our cars, driving to the lake or to the river or just driving around at nine o'clock on a Saturday night, going to get, you know, Taco Bell or whatever. Yeah. And just listening to this and relaxing and talking about stupid stuff that guys talk about, you know, like, Oh, Hey, have you seen so-and-so is she hot? Blah, blah, blah. You know, just dumb stuff like that. Yeah. As like 16 year olds, it would, it felt so it's, it's not a chill record, but for me it was, it's very relaxing it's, and it's very good. Apparently it's the slow core that, uh, yeah. that I guess, <laughs> I, you know, kind of a newer genre. I hadn't heard too much about it. Um, and that's not to say, so there's, there's some opportunities with this record. There's some things that I wish that in moving forward, they should do more. You know, they got mm-hmm. two singers. There's, there's not a lot of harmonies and I feel like they could borrow a page from low and incorporate yeah. more harmonies singing wise. And it would be like, okay, let's do this. I also think they're the one guy versus the other guy needs to be the primary vocalist. And, yes. I, and I don't know who he is, but the one guy, the Billy Corgan guy who sings, you know, new <laughs> hell and, and let it die. Um, he needs to be up front. He needs to be the front man. But other than that, yeah, keep on keeping on with this because this was just so much fun. I'm going to give this four beards. I'm going to give it four, too. It's very good. Very good. Listen, I'm, I'm impressed that you liked it. Um, not that I think that you wouldn't, but I kind of felt like the vocals would be a turnoff for you. No, I enjoyed it. And I thought that's kind of cool. I will say that out of all of the harking back to the nineties records that we've done so far from new groups. We did what teenage wrist. We did lonely, the yeah. brave. We did this. Yeah. This is hands down. I think the, best, the best that we've had yeah, so far. It's the best, easily yeah. the best lonely, the brave. I'm going to keep finding <laughs> stuff. One day I'm going to go back to that one lonely, the brave record that I do like Yeah, where they had the old singer who's not with them anymore. And we're going to listen to that. And that's going to be, that's going to be a fun week because I'm going to go, I told you it wasn't all dog shit. (laughs)
Uh, so for my full length review, I picked uh, the R&B duo Flake from Denmark. They're a duo? Yeah. It's an R&B duo from Den. Was it Denmark or Sweden? Yeah, it's from Denmark. Sorry. Oh, I just looked at uh, the artist page. Yeah. Mads Bo and Jonathan Eck. I can't pronounce his last name. Eckler. I apologize if it's wrong. I'm American. I'm poor <laughs> with your language. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, this, this is really good chill music. Uh, Weird Invitation is great. I, I cannot... This, this album on a whole, in my opinion, it's an above average album. But this has two absolutely standout tracks. Number one, A Weird Invitation. And number eight, Gone with uh, Alina Baraz. Oh my goodness. I could not stop listening to track number eight gone. It just got stuck in my head. It's, it's total earworm stuff. Very infectious. Very, very fun. The whole album is great top to bottom, but I could not get that out of my head. I kept fighting. I have to stop listening to this and listen to the other music, but I was like, but it's so good. I want to listen to this more. (laughs) What'd you think, Dan? Okay. Uh, I'm not a fan of his voice. Interesting. Why not? Okay. I, it, here's what it did. It felt like he's doing an impression of a mumble rapper singing R&B. Really? Okay. Is how I, I felt. I did not get that. And like there was, I don't know. Um, I just, I just all throughout the record, I kept f- feeling like I'm going, okay, the music is, is clearly superseding. his abilities as a singer. And, and Uh I asked myself, okay, so, you know, going through last week, for example, or on the last episode, we reviewed churches. Right. And I go, there's a lot of similarities here. And I I mean, I'm I'm sitting there, I'm going, why do I like churches doing pop, but I Mm -hmm. don't like this. Right. Was a big thing for me. And I think it's because what you get from churches is more range and more dynamics. Whereas That's Flake felt like he was like, nah, I sing in the, in the, the, this is all I do and, <laughs> and it's right here in this kind of range. And it, I'm not a fan of like trap music and there's some trap influence sprinkled uh-huh. in here. Um, there were some, there were some things that I did like. Okay. So again, yeah. Music for uh, the title track for, for weird invitation was uh-huh. solid. I thought that, um, Musically, overall, it's a very cool record to listen to. I think if there were like an instrumental version of this record, I'd be all for it because um, the music's cool. Chunks is a cool song. Um, I loved mm-hmm. the the music in that one. I, f- I still found myself like going, "Hey, can we turn the vocals down so I can hear the music better?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's the song "The Rascal" track five, uh-huh. which reminded me of Sting. It sting really sting. Why sting? like fields of gold sting for some okay. reason. And, but it worked. That was like one of the high points for me. Um, okay. don't know why go listen to the rascal again and tell me if I'm wrong on that, that it sounds, it sounds like, like later career sting sting, you know, okay. like in the early nineties when he's specifically fields of gold for some reason, even though musically it doesn't sound like that. Um, I thought Gazette had a great beat. I thought, I don't want to die sane had a really funny line where he said, I'll steal your heart like Kali Ma. 
uh-huh. the Temple of the Doom <laughs> yeah, reference. I was I like, loved that's, that line. That was that was that was really <laughs> clever. I was like, good for you for that. But uh, you know, on the flip side, I didn't like that kind of baby voice that he does in that track. Uh-huh. which I found to be very, so um, the, the real high point for me wasn't gone necessarily. It was the one right after that brush oh, with brush like the baseline and the picked baseline yep. and stuff. I was yep. all over that, re- that um, track a lot. I thought that was very good. Just this is, this is, and I'm a, I'm a, I know I'm a tough critic when it comes mm-hmm. to this type of music. I'm very hard to please. I don't know. I should probably be more open-minded to it. I can't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just takes a lot for something to transcend my expectations. And, and so I know I'm a harsh critic. I think if I were looking at it just objectively, it's probably like a three. But uh-huh. for me, in my opinion, because I didn't like the singer's voice really at all, I ended up with a two. Ooh, wow. Okay. Because I'm giving this a three and a half. It's not perfect. It's definitely above average and it's not great. But I thought, I st- for me, there's a 60% of the songs on there, I think, are uh, top-notch songs. So this is, this is, I could tell when I was listening to it that you would be digging it. Like, oh. it has a lot of <laughs> trademark things that Mark likes. And, uh-huh. I was, and I was listening, and I was like, okay, you know, I can see why you chose it. I think that this would be something that you would really dig into. Um, there is a playlist that it's on called Team Denmark that I guess is just all Denmark artists. That's kind of interesting. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was fun. So the, I enjoyed it. On the Denmark playlist, it's like them and Volbeat and Volbeat? Ice Age. You ever listen to Volbeat? They're the no. uh, metal band. So it's like a weird, like the only thing that's tying these groups together is they're all from Denmark, but it's like Denmark. metal and <laughs> then R&B. Hell yeah. So I would be, I would be okay with listening to some more stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just for some reason, this just, I, I struggled with it. And it was, it was really just centered around his voice. Uh, I didn't like the presentation. Okay. That's, I mean, I, I wasn't, I'm not surprised because I was like, Dan might not like this, but hey, you know what? That's why we review this. We give our honest opinions on it. Yeah. And like I said, musically, <laughs> there's, there's some talent there. Yeah. Ditch Flake. <laughs> <laughs> whatever his name is, John or Sven and get somebody new singing for you. Then we'll talk. Then we'll be good. Like if they had a lady singer on this, I think it'd be jamming. Like if they did more like the little dragons type deal, uh huh. it would Ooh, be, Oh, that would be above. Cause that number, number eight would gone with Alina Baraz. That yeah. She, she came in and it was just like fire. I, I really liked her contribution to that. So I kind of see where you're going with that. That would be really good. These are like okay. the two guys that like they're friends in high school and he doesn't want to tell his friend that he's just not a good singer. And like <laughs> the other guy is just clearly outshining him as a musician. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's funny. And people are like all the time. They're like, dude, you gotta, you gotta drop him. You gotta drop him. He's like, no man, he's my best friend. I can't do it. It would crush him. You know? And they're like, but dude, you could go so far. And he's like, well, run yeah. or die. Nope. You know? <laughs> yeah. There's a whole drama to it. There's a whole Denmarkian fucking drama. Denmark drama. A la Macbeth. <laughs> it's just going on there that's amazing uh so what do you have picked for next week okay um question for you you're going on a trip right aren't you going on vacation like this week next week i leave next week so we're we won't Mm -hmm. do another episode until after you get back 
Right. I let's do some driving music. Oh, that sounds like fun. Okay, so I was thinking about it because I remember you told me that you were going on your trip, and there's two yes. new records that I think are good records to listen to, and they're just good road music. So be very thinking about think about it on that level while you while you do it. And so mm-hmm. I think for my um for my first impression, I'm gonna pick a new album by Craig Finn that I hate that I'm getting into Craig Finn this way, <laughs> except that I've been listening to this record a little bit and it's just so good. Okay. Craig Finn is the singer from the hold steady. Mm-hmm. The hold steady is a band that I just think the world of. I've been a fan of them since 2005. Um, he has Nick cave kind of vibes where it's a little more like singing, talking, mm-hmm. you know, remember we did that record. Um, but musically this steals, it borrows a lot from Elvis Costello and Bruce Springsteen. And it is like good American driving on a highway going West type of music. And, uh, and what I've always really liked about Craig Finn as an artist is like the music's so unbelievably upbeat. When you dig into the lyrics, it's so dark. Like it's all about drug use and people hitting bottom and stuff to the (laughs) point where I'm like, it's so accurate that I'm like, this guy had to have been through some shit yeah, because he writes about it so well. So well. And I don't think you can invent that type of authenticity. Um, and so far this is a cool record because I'm listening to it. It's very ballad driven. He's got some, um, different instrumentation that he uses on uh-huh. this record that I think is really cool. Um, you know, there's, there's a track I was listening to the first go round where it's got like clarinet woven in and things like that, which I thought was very interesting. Um, so that's going to be my first impression. And then for my deep dive, let's do the new band, the new, my morning jacket album. Okay. And my morning jacket, if you don't know them or if anybody's listening, doesn't know them, uh, they're from Kentucky, my old stomping ground. Mm-hmm. And there is, they are a fun group to listen to. Very Southern rock, almost jam band, but not as pretentious. Okay. Okay. Like they know when to cut it off. Right. My morning jacket. And that's one of the things I've always liked about them is they're like, all right, we'll take the songs. We'll write good songs. But we're not going to play them for 25 minutes just to do that. <laughs> right. And we're not going to solo obnoxiously for 12 of those 25 minutes. minutes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so what you end up with is just a very cool record. So this is their new record. It's called My Morning Jacket. It's self-titled. Um, just came out. This is brand new stuff. And then Craig Finn's record is called All These Perfect Crosses. Ooh, Okay. That sounds good. So going along sort of with the spirit of that, my first impression, I'm going to do something that has a lot of, not a lot. It has, okay. So I'm going to do a soundtrack. Ooh, is it Dune? No, it's not Dune. I haven't (laughs) seen that yet. I want to watch that. Oh, I've seen it three times. Watch it. What? Yeah. Okay. Because it's on That's, HBO Max, I, and I just... Okay. okay, you like fantasy at all? Love, love, I got love, love. so excited for this movie. I haven't been this excited watching a movie and getting sucked into the world as I mm-hmm. have since Fellowship of the Ring. Really? It tapped into that part of me. It's a slow burn, okay? So know well, that going doomed. in. It's a slow-paced movie. Right. It's Dune. It's Dune. But mm-hmm. I walked out, and I was like, okay, 
that I, I am so involved with that to the point where I've been listening to the soundtrack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I okay. put it on at so, work and I was like, Oh hell yeah. It makes everything I, I need do to seem watch epic. That. So I'm doing, I wanted to listen to something, pick some, sorry. I wanted to pick, I'm going to the West. I'm going to Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, California. So I wanted to pick something with like a subtle Western vibe, but this soundtrack also has a decent amount of jazz on it. So this is by seatbelts. It is the Cowboy Bebop uh, original motion picture soundtrack or the TV soundtrack from the anime series. Okay. This is some fun music. I'm doing this for my first impression. There's a lot of like good harmonica tunes on here. So when I'm kicking up dust in the desert, I'll be listening to this. Nice. And then for road trip music, I am going to one of my favorite pick one of my favorite road trick trip albums. Uh, going to do metal M E Y T A L their album, the witness. This yeah. is a rock album. This is good. The singer from raw. Yep. The singer from I remember raw. You telling me about that. Yep. <clears throat> this is, this is very road trip. I to heard me. one of their songs so, on your, one of your playlists that you made that you shared with me. Oh, okay. So yeah, this is going to hit some of those same veins there of like road trip stuff. Nice. So that is that. Uh, oh, it's going to be a blast. So when you're getting back, what day are you coming back? Like the later in the couple in days the after, Thanksgiving. Yeah, after couple Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving. So let's yeah. record. We'll do the week after Thanksgiving. We'll plan on maybe like that, uh, that Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that. So perfect. We'll be back in December, everybody. Yes, we'll be back in December. Happy Thanksgiving, and, uh, listeners. Back to yes, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Don't eat too much. Just kidding. We are American. We know we're all going to eat too much. Oh, I'm going to enjoy every <laughs> every minute of it. Heck yeah! All right. Yeah, you just sent me your more. picks. I'm going to send you mine here in just a second. Cool. All righty. Well, thank you everybody for listening. We'll Boop. see you all next week. Bye.